0: everybody. Chris Starr with the Wildlife Command Center podcast. Sorry, it's been so long. Uh, It's been so long. I know. (laughs) It's been a heck of a break, but I've been doing a lot of stuff in the personal life, revamping like my entire living space, you know what I mean? And a few other here's and errors, but it was a good break, not like a bad break. You know what I mean? (laughs) It was a break for good reasons, getting a lot of done. Spring cleaning, you could say. As a matter of fact, yes, that's exactly what it was. Spring cleaning. Today, I got chance. Airhands Baran, my buddy, is back on. We chit-chat a little bit. Uh, (laughs) We've all had some pretty crazy weeks. So we jump on the mics for a few minutes and talk about uh, some pretty hilarious topics. If you guys haven't already, please subscribe. It really does help out the pod. And hit that five-star review button. Thanks. Really appreciate it. All right, let's jump on to myself and my brother, Chance Baran. Chance I did not draw anything in Nevada. No. You got the results? It's the
1: weekend. We found out. Is that a song? No, I was just excited that it's the weekend and you were going to find out your
0: draw results and they are not good. Mm hmm. Well, So yesterday, we were originally going to record this episode. I busted my cable, and so I had to order another three. And it would have been like, tomorrow the results come out. Zippity-doo-dah, (laughs) zippity-day. And they came out, and I got big, fat, disgusting, pitiful goose egg.
1: Yep, it caught me off guard because I had forgot that we already found out. And so... I was excited thinking that, yep, it was
0: still on the horizon, but it's come and gone. Well, yeah. what's the plan now then? Ugh. Wallow in self-pity from 3 to 6 p.m. every day after work. <laughs> <laughs> All right. No, that's just from the Grinch. Make another plan, basically. I think I'm going to find someplace in either Colorado or Oregon Private land, most likely, where you can just pay a trespass fee. So for archery, basically, I want to go in there and sort of do it myself, you know? It would be technically DIY, but private land so that I have access to elk that like are wild, basically. They're just not being pressured, so they're chilling. Mm. So they're not acting like super scared, frightened elk, you know? Right. And basically, you know, you pay fifteen hundred, a thousand, like a thousand bucks, or twenty five hundred in like really good spots. So we'll see. I mean, more definitely, possibly more if it's like a primo spot, obviously. But don't know. Hmm. Pro- I'm probably going to do that because I really like eating elk.
1: <laughs> yeah, and that's a really good year to take an elk. Oh, yeah, right, with these food shortages looming. Uh, Well, I mean, I'd like to have some milk, too. So, you know, keeping your freezer full of some milk for when that opportunity arises is in everyone's best interest, you know? Speaking
0: of, hint, hint, Mm -hmm. you and I have not talked about this in a long time, Bucko. Mm. Remember when you were all hot to trot for it? Or maybe it was just me getting you gassed up. I mean, I'm still open
1: to like, obviously if I'm going to get back out into the woods and I'm going to hunt, I think that getting, getting into bow hunting would be probably where I'd like to start again. I mean, it just, it seems like, uh, it's something that I already know I enjoy. I used to shoot a bow and it obviously takes you to some beautiful places So, you know, it really does check a lot of the boxes of one of the things that's kind of been missing, you know, obviously our job is on the wild side, but at the same time, (laughs) it's in the city, we're in the urban environment, you know, we're not really out in the woods and being busy with that, you know, kind of, I need to get into some kind of hunting rhythm every year, whether flying a bird or taking a trip to go bow hunt, like an itch that I've got to scratch. So I'm still game. Obviously I haven't been moving on it because we've just been slammed. Spring and summer has hit. Dude, you guys need a new guy like yesterday. Oh right, right. Well I'm sure the team's gonna fill back out now now that everything is really rocking and rolling. It just everyone seems to be getting back to work now that it's warm. Everyone's wanting wanting to get out make stuff happen so we've got people that are interested i've seen a lot of volunteer new faces volunteering at the office and taking care of uh some of the the animal care that's been done the past week so that's cool that you know we've got people that are coming in that are interested in what we've got again like i said you know it's it's nice out. It's sunny lately other than some rain. Storm. <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll talk about that. But. Yeah, yeah. Right. It's has been inclement weather. But but yeah, yeah. So I, I think that it's only a matter of time till we get more of the team. Someone's going gonna to want to join in on the fund. Especially with summer right around the corner. Bats and everything that we deal mm-hmm. with here are getting tons of calls for snakes
0: and you know, all the fun YouTube stuff that people can check out. Oh yeah, I started my snake calls started popping off lately too. Right? You doing uh, bare hands rattlesnakes? Yeah, bare hands rattlesnakes, bare hands gopher snakes for sure.
1: Mm-hmm. That's enough bare
0: hands. I mean, oh yeah, if I see it's a gopher, I just
1: grab it. Right. Oh, I had a customer. He was describing the snakes that he. Finds by his rock retention wall, and he's like, "Oh, I don't care about them. You know, I'm not afraid uh, like most people. You know, I just pick them up and I take them away over there. You know, I let them go over by the the pond and stuff." And the guy describes. He's like, "Oh, yeah, it's just you know the ones with the stripes, the the red stripes." I was like, you got "A ringneck snake?" He goes, "No, no, the ones with you know the red, yellow, and black." I was like, um, "Red." And yellow, and black. They make weird sounds when you get near them. (laughs) I was like, I pulled up a picture. I was like, here's the difference between a coral snake and this. I was like, and he's like, oh yeah, it was one of one of those. I see them all the time. I'm
0: always picking them up. I'm like, oh no no no, Chance, he's he's okay. Yeah. 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 Do you do you want to finish this or should I? I already know what he's getting. All right, you can you can finish it. Yeah. It's a milk snake. Milk snakes. Yeah. Yeah. It was. They look like coral snakes, though. That's their that's their ticket.
1: Right, right. And so I just I used it as an opportunity because we were, we were talking about all the things that were around his house, and I was like, "That's actually pretty cool that you're finding those." Here's a little tidbit of things that we learned growing up
0: on snake oh, ID. Yeah. You know, milk snakes of all snakes are a sign of a good ecosystem because, like, you know, rat snakes can live anywhere. Rattlesnakes you hardly see at all, but like if you have milk snakes nearby, that means that everything else is rocking and rolling. It means you got lizards, you got little mice.s It's mostly lizards. They eat almost strictly lizards, but that's sweet. His whole backyard was a whole habitat. He he was asking like, is
1: there anything I can do for these snakes or the twenty chipmunks or the frogs or weird lizards? Wait, is this things? chipmunk guy? Oh, no, this, is, uh, this oh. was a, a different <laughs> thing. Uh, there was barn swallows by a you know, front porch area that have already started building their nests and everything. But it's probably due to the fact they had really nice perch areas in the enclosed spot. And so mm-hmm. they had places to hang out while they planned their little nest spot. So we've got a plan to take care of that. But in the backyard, it was like a garden it was, you know, full crazy landscaping. Some of it was just overgrown, but it's all really cool plants. And so, yeah, the animals were just scurrying about, bugs everywhere. I was like, Yeah, you're not getting rid of them. Nothing, you know? it doesn't seem like you want to. Like, why why would you have all of this? Like, and it wasn't just like, oh yeah, tons of paver stones and fountains and whatnot. It was yeah, good landscaping, plenty of foliage, stuff all over the place. It was pretty cool. Nice. And some of their neighbors had like koi pond or whatever. So,
0: you know, happy. Oh, perfect. Water source. Yeah, ha- happy animals all over. Dang, man. he should put some tin back there. Like lay some pieces of tin back in the back, like where it's not visually distracting. Like, what you got metal laying around in your yard? Oh, like big sheets of it. You mean so you can go say hi to the snakes. Yeah.
1: Yeah. In Louisiana we had a big sheet of tin up against the fence line. You know, you go lift it up and feed the worms and do other things. Little creatures that live underneath the tin. Also there was always stuff to flip over. Snakes to find. Oh yeah. Yeah. You also knew the things that are just like not sure why, but that particular chunk of concrete likes to have things that'll hurt you. Like, (laughs) oh, really? (laughs) Yeah, like Like the copperheads were attracted to that versus the other stuff. Like, that's the place you can see a venomous snake and get scared, or a black widow, or the biggest red waffs nest around, you know. Oh, shoot. Oh, by the pump shed, you know.
0: (laughs) I remember. That's right. The little pump Mm
1: -hmm. fortress. It was uh, not too far off the back of the second. Lattice based muse. I feel like we're speaking in all kinds of jargon at this point, but <laughs> we're just talking about the good old days, folks. Old property where we had two wonderful, super
0: solid falconry. Those were those were oh, well built. Man. man, dude, yeah, the ones made out of um, concrete blocks, like those, are sweet.
1: Yeah, there was so we had one that was big concrete blocks that eventually got a renovation to extend it like another, I don't know, 10 feet up. Up in the air. Yeah. So they were giant mews. Yeah. Yeah. And so you could, you could run in there and then the ceiling was taken off. And so you could get up to the second level. There was, you know, the platform up there. So you could get up and be on the upper level with the birds and hang out in the shade. And then the big wooden mews with the lattice covering and, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And that, that thing was. Wow, dude. That's that right. I was tall. I, maybe I was just small and young. You were small. Okay. But it was tall. It was, but man, you know, the birds could really just put on a show. You know, <laughs> Yeah. They had room to move around, stretch their wings. And if you ever needed to, you know, put something else in there for them to get, <laughs> <laughs> or the rabbits that, that ever thought it was a great idea to like, Oh, no, a human. Let me run into the hawk's muse. It's like... It's, oh, my gosh. Oh, yeah, okay. and they'd
0: catch him. Yeah.
1: Hey, the thing is is nothing should be able to get through, but the little rabbits would find like the one little place. Like They were so determined, oh, they'd wiggle their way through, and it's like, okay, well, it's not a safe place in there.
0: No. <laughs> There's a red Immediate tail murkage. with blood still on its talons. <laughs> and it's like, you know what? I could use I could eat. I could I could eat. I could eat.
1: Yeah. We don't need to go hunting in the morning. I can go hunting right now.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I wonder how many mice and rats they would catch in that thing, like just wiggling in and be like, huh, what's this place? Smoked. Well, see, that was what was
1: cool about that specific weathering yard is that it was so tall and there was so much room that like, I believe the trees, limbs that were put in there, and everything grew. It had its like own little ecosystem. And so it did. Like yeah. a bird that was put up in there for the molt like was a happy camper, because like that was its territory. It wasn't just the, oh yeah, there's the bird. Now it's like, where is the bird? Oh, it's over there. <laughs> <laughs>
0: wow.
1: It's in its natural corner.
0: <laughs> you know? And then we built those Really small, not that great, like eight by eights by eights. Remember those? Mm. Yeah. Oh, no, they weren't even eight. They were like six. Mm. That's what I got Astro fattened up in before releasing him. Mm. He was so fat and wild. Right before I released him, it took me 10 minutes to catch him in that tiny muse. (laughs) 10 minutes, dude. Wow. Just running around in circles, basically. But that's what you want, you know? I'm sure you weren't frustrated at all after. Ah, <laughs> <10 minutes. laughs> dude, I yeeted his ass to the back of the property. I'm like, okay, bye. Ah, uh, good times. <laughs> good old Aster. It's my first redtail folks for yes. uh, those of you who don't know. He was a Harlans, and he only had one working halleck, so we did not catch a lot of stuff.
1: Oh, one As well. hand aster.
0: That's right, yeah. (laughs) So he probably lived a good life eating mice and rats for the rest of his days, but he was not good at catching the rest of the stuff. But then, oh man, I finally upgraded to general and I could join the cool club of everybody around me and I got a female Harris hawk. Ooh yeah, the biggest one that I could get, you know, that's the big shebang. Everybody wants it. <laughs> you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. We were stoked. Scarlet. I killed freaking everything with her. Oh, man. Man, she was awesome. She was. She was great. You had her for a while
1: because I remember her so early on. Like, mm-hmm. back in the good old days, you know, she was there. One of the OGs.
0: You know, one of the good thing is, good things is we're still in the good old days. We are. We are.
1: Yeah. Falconry is one of those things that is perpetually in its state of, dang, we can still do this. This is awesome. It always has that magic to
0: it. 100%. Now, dude, I'm doing such crazy stuff. And on that note, guess who got found this week? well, Chance already knows everybody. But if you listen to the podcast, you know that a while back, a little over a month, uh, damnacious Daniel escaped from his poorly constructed muse done by me and was fat and flew off. And I was sad about it for a little while. I'm like, you know what? All good. You know, bon voyage, buddy. Have a good time in Canada. Well, a month plus later, he was found four miles away from the house. Mm, just, chilling. just living his best life, eating, feeding himself, doing just fine. Mm. Just like he taught. Just like, I mean, really he killed a lot of birds together. Dude, that's exactly how I felt. Sure, I felt sure, like sure. a parent. like, well, because one of the images that was taken of him was like him throwing up a giant cat <laughs> a, a casting. <laughs> That's a you know, for folks that don't know like you know, you know they have you dissect like owl pellets in school, well, Falcons and hawks do the same thing, so he was yakking up one of those, and so I just uh, thought at least he's eating. It just made me feel good to know that he was being successful and he's alive, and he's catching every day
1: yeah, and making big, big droppings, so he's not just surviving, oh my gosh, surviving the
0: biggest, so yeah, to catch everyone up, I went out there, you know, moved heaven and earth all of my work stuff around to go and try and get him. Trapped some invasive house sparrows to use his bait. Got my trap set up. Found him. It's too late. You know, by the time I think found him, I think it was like eight in the morning after I caught some birds and got and made my way down there. And he was already full and he definitely recognized me, but he was like, I'm all good. I'm eating good. He's a strong independent white bird who don't need no man. Mm-mm. Nope. Not you. That's why he said, goodbye. I'm going to go hang out four miles over here. Basically. <laughs> and the, this town isn't a good place for uh, for Merlin. It's way better for a Cooper's Hawk. So. And the place that he found is packed with birds and probably will be all summer. And it's so open that there's probably not going to be any Cooper's Hawk activity. So like he found a great spot. Mm. Yep. Yeah. Well, then we can be happy, happy with that. Happy for him? Happy with that, yeah. <laughs> and so there's actually, a you know what intermewing is. You put your bird in a chamber, it, you fatten them up, and they molt all summer. Well, there is a process called outer mewing, <laughs> which is pretty new. And with <laughs> wild-trapped birds, it's straight up, it's called outer mewing. <laughs> you let them go. You know, so you hunt them for a few years. They get pretty well attached to you, right? Yeah. You hunt in the same spots. You let them go. They migrate and they have a tendency to come back to those spots and you can re trap them uh. and refly them. Weird. It's, I don't know what other falcons it's done with, but it's done. Decently successfully with Merlin's for the few like experts that have tried it. Hmm. It can work, man. That's that's definitely
1: like a crazy upper
0: level of falconry. Like,
1: is it? Yeah, yeah. right,
0: bro. That's S. That's S class.
1: Yeah, that's if God-tier. you're if you're in tune with something, set it free into the wild and at the mercy of the wild, and then see what happens goes, later on.
0: It breeds. It comes back and hunts with you in the winter. That's crazy! Like, true Beastmaster-type skill set right there. Wizard level, maxed out, all categories, 100. You can't go any further.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh, man. (laughs) But yeah, I mean, I can see the appeal on it. But at the same time, that's, that's a difficult thing to do. But at the same time, it's, you know, little falcon. I mean, how can you be like? Well, you've performed so well. I don't want to, don't want to lose the opportunity to fly you for another year. When you know it's like, mm, it'd be great if you got to go live it up, do your thing. You know, get to be a full wild
0: falcon out there, make mm-hmm. your trip. So. Yeah, but unfortunately the thing is even though he left in time to make the trip, he didn't migrate. Yeah. Um, yeah, which is which is a bit weird, but he's been kind of anchored to this area for the last 2 years, you know, he caught a lot of game, he knows. He's hunting in sort of a different area. The birds have moved out of where we used to hunt them, so that possibly is what happened. So, between where he was lost my place and where he is now, in between there there is a big section of what we used to hunt, but there's no water there basically now. That's the big thing. And so they move over to where the water is in this like wildlife preserve kind of a thing and like right next to the wildlife preserve, which is, so it's like untouched. And then right next to it, there's a bunch of ag land that's being used for rice. And so it's flooded and so it'll always have water. And so there's areas where they're safe next to water and so they're gonna those specific birds are gonna stay there all summer most likely and so then he could he could too so that'd be crazy but he could also migrate who knows I guess we might see might see him around
1: might well I'd say that at least you have some closure knowing that uh,
0: I I do he's doing it good you know Even if I never fly him man I got the closure that he assimilated Back to the wild His cuffs that he got away with um, (laughs) Were not too tight Yeah little turd They, They weren't too tight They look fine on his legs They don't bother him On purpose Shout out to past me And he's eating And he's doing just fine Excellent Yep What a happy ending Who knows Who knows what the future will hold I shaved my head today Ooh (laughs) Feel a little
1: cool up there, a little draft.
0: We'll see. Full disclosure, chance already knew, but I just did it. You know, I got a nice round head. I didn't draw any Nevada tags. I'm like, you know, guys don't dye their hair blue or or give themselves bangs. So we shave our head. You could have done them. Uh, Well, I guess you did this like side mohawk first. I did. Yeah. Yeah, That was kind of cool. Yeah. May or may not post that. Probably won't. Might send it to a few people.
1: Yeah. Just because. <laughs> yeah, you don't want want too many want, want too many haircut clips just out about people who can yeah, use it against
0: you. <laughs> <laughs> oh please. But we'll see. So I'm going to a church lock-in tonight to basically chaperone. Or, or you know, there's gonna be a lot of kids Hard there. A. They're expecting somewhere between 50 and 100 kids. I don't know if it's just high schoolers. I think it might be middle school and high school. I think that's what it is, yeah. And I'm bringing my big snake because it's like a fear factor kind of a thing. And I'm going to be the last event. That's, I mean, obviously, right? Yeah. It's, a, it's an eight to nine foot snake. So not... <laughs> it's so crazy. To me, totally doable. In fact, that's kind of small, you know? <laughs> like... It's a small stake. to you, kind of. It's a small stake with Mama Lav and a few others there. At the same time, I'm not messing with it on my own, you know. Uh, oh, no, no, no! I would never suggest that. No, you are a man of small stature, and I mean, even with me, when I had 15 footers <laughs> and up, I would be like, "Hey, you want to just come downstairs and just, just you could just watch, you know, just watch." Like if I'm moving them from one place to another, just for safety. Yeah, I remember that. Ugh, I try uh, to not remember that. Ugh. Those days don't need to be spoken of. Yeah, so she's a, she's like an eight to nine footer. Sweet as a doll. Oh, that reminds me after we record this, I'm going to pull her out and put her in her travel cage so she can uh, get off of her heat and cool down, chill out a little bit. Makes her easier to manage. And then like the last event of the, Fear factor challenge. I don't know. You know how you over the top you got to be to keep kids' attention. Youth group, you have to be like, over the top. I mean, do you remember? there's a bunch of good memes about it now, but I kind of remember because I was in it when I was young, and I remember it was like, "Come down to the edge and hang out. There's will be pizza, pizza, pizza. You know,
1: pizza, unlimited soda. You can have two per night. Yeah.
0: You know? <laughs> <laughs> two two-liter bottles, baby. But well, you can
1: keep coming back as long as you'd
0: like. You know, like... <laughs> <Aww>.
1: <laughs> yeah. On the back porch of somewhere. Place in
0: Hotton. Yeah. <laughs> you remember that? I do remember that. Oh. Oh, my goodness. Whoa. Yeah. Wow. Whoa. Big, big wow. We're going way back, brother. 10 years, literal 10 years, bud. A literal decade. You were, uh, I should not have been bringing you to that place because you were in high school. Oh, pish posh. Yeah. You know. <laughs> I shouldn't have been bringing you to some of the places I brought you. Oh my gosh. I shouldn't <laughs> have been hanging out with you, but I was barely not in high school if I'm being honest. Yeah. That was a, I may have been a bad influence at some point. <laughs> You you were 100% a bad influence on me. You were the one bringing me to the sketchy parties that I wanted to go to. That I was like, hey, Chance, can I come?
1: Oh, I don't know. Oh, I don't know, Chris. I'm kind of busy with homework.
0: Bull. You never did homework. Don't give me that crap. Uh, I was like, nah, meet me at Taco Bell in 15 minutes. Oh. Bro, there is no better Taco Bell on this planet mm. than the one on Barksdale Boulevard. Barksdale Boulevard, that's right. Barksdale Boulevard Taco Bell. Shout out! Oh man, do you know how much money we spent there? I mean, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. yeah, tens a lot. of thousands. Mm. I don't know. I know it was probably not that. Maybe you, because you lived there way longer than I did. Yeah, I actually I, I do
1: remember just doing the basic math and. I spent more than I should have spent with the amount of money that I made at the time. (laughs) But hey, didn't have to spend money on anything else like bills or such, you know, so
0: No, you're living at home. You had no responsibilities. Right.
1: I will say though, I, I don't regret that. Like the out of all the things that, you know, I could have spent money on, yeah, it's like I didn't need to get Taco Bell. But a lot of times it was buying Taco Bell with People from school, friends, after being cooped up in the school system for nine and a half hours. So it's like, oh. you know, I'm going to run to that the Bell long. and just, yeah. Well, I mean, you have to think, but you know, you get up, you've got to go and go to the bus stop, which is technically school property, and wait there, and you're on the bus, or you have to go get a ride and then linger and stuff at the school. And then by the time, you know, in between classes and everything added up. It's like, yeah, you were at the school for eight hours, but all in all, your time sink was nine to nine and a half minimum, you know, depending on how quick you could make it back to your house from school. So mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, it was nine and a half. Talking about was definitely worth
0: it. Oh, dude, that was like oh that sweet, sweet Baja blast, man. Right. First sip hit your lips.
1: Well, that's the thing is like in the mornings, you know, all the girls come in with their like Starbucks cups and, you know, they went to, they went Even to the high school, you know, of course, of course, you know, showing off. Whoa. Showing off who could do that every day.
0: Flex Flexing oh, hard. Yeah. 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 That, that was a flex. If your mom would take you to get coffee, that's a flex before school. Well, that's the thing is
1: like, you know, it was in the morning, everyone had their, you know, cups on their desk. Know that we're part of the the cool click, you know, they got their Starbucks cups and whatnot. But I remember it was like, you know, that makes sense for the first class. But how is it by like the third class, that dang cup is still
0: being put on a desk, carried around (laughs) like... (laughs) Still sipped on. Man, can you imagine getting addicted to coffee at 17, Uh, 16? Wait, were you on energy drinks by then?
1: I don't think so, but... I mean, I definitely used energy drinks since like
0: seventh grade. I like how you say used. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) By seventh grade, I was using. (laughs) Well, I mean,
1: kids were, you know, it's like, when you start drinking energy drinks? It's like, oh, no, no. We weren't drinking energy drinks. Kids were hushing and whispering in the back of the room. Dark classroom, you know we're watching a movie. About, hey man, crack open that zipper. Let's see what's in that backpack. You know, ooh, can of NOS. Ooh, the one with the cap on it. Oh, the NOS. You down half That's of that right. and just go. You know, smear some Ooh-hoo. kid and pee. Just really push him into the mud. Um, <laughs> <laughs> oh my word! Not into football, except except on the days on I was on energy drinks. <laughs>
0: Hopped up at that on that good nos, right? Dang, and then the graduation to white monsters. Oh yeah, white oh, rock man. stars though. White rock stars. Oh, you were. A ro- I was a white monster guy. Oh, that's right. Michael was a, a white rock star guy back then.
1: Yeah, I was getting woken up at NAFA meets with white rock
0: stars. You know, dude, that's right. That's right. Nothing better because Michael would be completely silent mm-hmm. in his waking up process. Until, because he's such a good guy, <laughs> until. And then, and then you or me, whoever was di- bunky with him. And then he would hit the other one, which was for you, like for yeah. us. <laughs> Dude, nothing's better than that. When also, like, yeah, you're tired, but man, you're about to pound this. <laughs> Legal amphetamines and go hunt for a whole day. bruh Yeah. Yeah. Nothing's better than nafa. Oh man, chance. First off, obviously, this has been established. you're coming this year. Yeah. And it's going to be a good one, dude. It's a Texas meat, baby Ooh-wee. Yes, dude. Texas meats are always loot. Man, I'm gonna dive
1: face first into a brush pile and get the game myself. I'm just gonna <laughs> bite it right. You're in the gonna rear. pull the me. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> hey, we've all we've
0: all barehanded it at an half meat before. Oh yeah, yes, yeah, you're definitely right. Yeah, for sure. Dude, I don't know if I'll have a. Oh, I might have a bird by then, huh? Well, um, if I retrap, you know. Earlier, if I retrap Daniel successfully, then I'll have a bird by then. And it is in December this year. This is why I bring this up. It's like the first end of the first week of December, if I'm not mistaken. So who knows? We're talking Merlins here. We're yeah. talking Merlins. But even if I don't, you understand Naffa meets without birds are just as fun and more fun in a different way, you know? Because you have no responsibility, and you could just go with the flow and go hunt with other people, right?
1: I mean, you you really just can hop from one, one hunt to another. So
0: exactly, it's gonna you be do fun. whatever you want. It's gonna be a blast. Yeah, I'm gonna, dude. I'm so stoked. And Texas always has hell a game, and a whole bunch of people always come because it always has hella a game. And this one's later this year. So it should be better. Because so if if people are going to be gone for Thanksgiving, then they have like a week between that and the NAFA meet. And so they can like go to their Thanksgiving thing and then reorganize their life and plan for the next trip and then come to NAFA. Mm. I think it's going to be popping. I think so, man. Yeah, I'm pretty stoked about it. Woo-wee. And then uh, a few months before that, I will need to figure out how I'm going to put an arrow into the side of a ball. <laughs> I have no... <laughs> Gotta figure it out, man. figure out how the heck I'm gonna do that. Yeah, Awesome. Alrighty, bro. It's late there. It's yes, late sir. here. Let's jump off of here. We're gonna wrap this puppy up. Thank you guys for listening to the Wildlife Command Center podcast. We appreciate it. It's been a while, mm-hmm. but we're back. I've had a crazy tumultuous like two weeks. A good tumultuous Good. tumultidity. That's not a word. Just made it up. Probably going to remember it for the rest of my life. Tumultidity. <laughs> Something along those lines. <laughs> Excellent. So we're back in action and we didn't even cover everything I wanted to cover but it's late as crap We're chances. So we're going to jump off of here. If you guys haven't already yet, please hit that subscribe button and then also leave us an awesome five-star review. It really does help out the pod. star. And Chance, Air Hands, Baran, we are out of here. Thanks, Chance. Hey, guys, thanks for listening to this podcast. This is Michael Baran, AKA Bare Hands Baran. Make sure you go now to Discovery Plus, download our reality TV show, Bearhands Rescue, where we are out there every day rescuing people from wild animals. It is entertaining, it is engaging, and it is informative. Download it today and listen for our next podcast.